Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Fear is a healthy part of my growth. It is my friend. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And... We are coming to you today with our third episode on fear, but of course, Jane and I like to always take these topics and explore them from every angle, and fear is such a huge one. Why? Because there's only two emotions in the universe, love and fear, and so fear needs a lot of exploration in order order for us to really understand it and mine it so that we can really, really expand and better know ourselves. So the very first episode Jane and I ever recorded recorded in the entire Love Life series, episode one, was What Fear Is Stopping You? Um, and about 117, I think it was, we came back again and we looked at fear and anxiety. And that was more about, so the first one was more about sort of emotional blocks. The second one was more about kind of panic attacks when you really get very, very nervy and can't calm down. And today we're going to take it from a bit of a softer approach than that. These are just about the small days, the everyday fears that are often so subtle that you don't even notice them. They are actually part of your wiring or your framework. They're sneaky, sneaky beliefs that you took on sometimes decades ago that just a part of your kind of your, your, your mental chatter. And when we go to do something, you immediately veer away from it without even really consciously thinking about it and go do something else because there's actually a deeply embedded fear there. And today we're hoping to shine some light on that and help you to identify where you bury these little blocks that are inhibiting you from small, everyday, but powerful changes. Beautiful, Beck. I find that with these smaller fears, for me, it's, it's a pattern of belief in something that I fear could happen. Very rarely does. Most of the time doesn't, and in fact, probably never does. Yet somehow that fear, that horrible feeling, every time you think about a particular thing, it pops up and it churns in your stomach and it makes you, it takes you from happy, from, from 10 to zero in no time flat. And yet we kind of suppress this fear. So we just tell it to go away. We tell it, we ignore it. We distract ourselves. We move on without addressing it. And what I want to look at today is the ability to be able to perhaps make friends with this fear, to chat with it. So we're going to be a bit weird and actually chat with the internal dialogue in our mind around whatever that fear is. So I did a recent little experiment on a fear that I have, and I started chatting with the fear. A bit schizophrenic, perhaps. However, it seemed to work. And I had a conversation along the lines of, first off, gratitude. It was, thank you for the fear. I understand that the fear is protecting me, it's keeping me safe, it's putting me into either fight or flight mode, and that is all essential to my happy survival on this planet. So it was gratitude of thank you. It was also recognition and giving credit to fear. I need fear in my life. I need to know if I need to have a fast response because a big, long brown snake's about to slither in front of my path. I need to have that fear that has me have fast reflexes. I need to have a fear that helps me to workshop and and think things through 
deep, on a deeper level to try and problem solve before they've happened. So I acknowledge the importance of fear in my life. So if we get rid of all fear, we're actually setting ourselves up for disaster. Yeah, fear is, I think it's really important to talk about fear from a really primal point of view. And isn't it fascinating how fear was obviously designed long ago to protect us in real survival ways, you know, either from getting outcast from the tribe, you know, like, you know, you wanted to make sure that you were in everyone's good books from that sort of a sense, or it was from animals, saber-toothed tigers, woolly mammoths, whatever was coming at you, that those sorts of fears. Isn't it fascinating how in the 21st century, virtually none of our fears are, are usually safety-based or, or physical safety-based. They are almost 100% entirely mental energy. It's just all mental worry. And I've seen the statistics and I can't think what they are right now, but they are really high, like some not high 90-something percent. Oh, let's, just, let's just do a Rebecca statistic and I'm just going to make it up. Let's say 98% of everything you ever worry about never happens does it it just doesn't and do you know what when it does it's usually either not that bad or you handle it and move on well that's the other thing is that let's face your worst fears what's the worst fear well the worst fear of you know um, my relationship's going to end or I'm going to lose great love or I'm going to lose my house or I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to lose the relationship with my children all of those things you'll survive you actually won't die and people do every you day will not die and they get soul growth too Exactly. And you often end up moving on to something much better. Usually. Because we find that, you know, the universe has a better plan for us. But the fear is, is useful in dialogue to help you to have the awareness of what it is you really are wanting to feel. So if we take a step back from fear and look at the emotion around what is it that you are most wanting to experience? What is the emotion that you are wanting to feel on a super regular basis that makes you feel alive? And that you might need to pause there and really think about that for quite a long period of time. But you might find that, well, I want to feel like I'm good. Well, what does good feel like to you, to you as an individual? Well, I want to feel like I'm of, I'm of help, I'm of service, I'm of use. Well, what does that look like? How do you know that you're of service of use? Well, I want to feel that the people I am helping are telling me that I am of use. Well, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel special or it makes me feel clever or it makes me feel whatever. So you get down to a key word and a key word there would be clever. So in that scenario, I want to feel clever while I am of service helping other people because it makes me feel good. But the key word is clever. So each time that you expand and choose to put yourself in a situation where you're going to potentially have the opportunity to feel more clever, your ego is going to kick in or the fear is going to kick in and say, oh, I don't know if you're going to be very safe there. You actually may not get to feel clever and that might be really damaging to you. So the fear is now going to kick in 
And that's where you need to make a friend with the fear and talk to the fear and say, well, yes, but I would like to try and help these particular types of people and I would like to be of service to this particular pocket of people. And I know I've not done that before, but I think that I can. I think I'm clever and I think they're going to need my cleverness. So, yes, we can face the fear that they may not think I'm clever, but that's okay. I've got other areas where I feel clever. So I'm happy to take the risk and do this bit of a step. How can we work together so that I don't feel scared, but I feel like I'm moving towards more cleverness? A lot of fear-based worry thoughts in your head, have the best way to approach them is to literally talk yourself down or to, to not talk yourself out of it, but almost to talk yourself into some calm, logical, broken down reasoning. And Jane's just given you an excellent framework there as to one method that you might use to just try and this is this is what fear facing is. If you just sort of sit there while you're kind of drinking a cup of tea or doing something else and it's just kind of row, 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 like it's just kind of in the background churning away. It's it's not until you put down the cup of tea, put down the pen, turn around and look it between the eyes and say, okay, hang on a minute. What are you? What is this feeling? I know it's fear, but what is it? Where in my body is it? am I feeling it? Where is it clustering? It's in my chest. It's in my jaw. It's in my knees. I've got tingles shooting down my arm. Whatever is going on. What color is it? It's brown. It's yellow. It's red. It's black. It might be blue. It might be pink. Who knows? I just want you to just locate it. And then really try and have a logical, serious conversation with yourself and your body about where this fear is or what this fear like what's caused it where has it come from what has brought it on what is underlying it what is underpinning it and then as Jane says you can start to then bring in fantastic uh, methods of just okay so if the fear is oh I'm just I just feel really nervous about have, about that meeting my boss has called tonight because I've just got a bad gut feeling about it. Just something about the tone he used in the email. I just feel like it's not going to be good. So what, you're going to spend the next eight hours or the next three days before the meeting just churning in this useless <laughs> worry, totally. yes. worry energy? <laughs> Instead of everyone ever, yes, that's what we do because we're humans. So, it's, I mean, this is where we just have to take a very deep breath and almost, you know, we've done so many exercises, even like reparenting the child inside you or taking the higher road or taking yourself by the hand and saying, don't worry, Jane or Rebecca, I've got this, but you're saying it to yourself. It's sometimes we need to really just get quite firm with ourselves and not let our minds run off like crazy, just running into all these worst case scenarios and dreaming. This is a big time to come back to the now moment, take a nice deep breath, and remind yourself some very basic, beautiful affirmations, which Jane here could so easily provide to the beat of, I am safe, I am content, I am fulfilled, I have everything that I need, um, all that matters is right now. Jane? I love that the fear is helping me to strive to be the best version of myself. I thank the fear for giving me many different scenarios that I can visualize and workshop through. I am comfortable with all the different results. I knew I brought you along today for a reason. Well, I, thank you, darling. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot and see if I can bring you along for a reason. Oh. Do you know much about voice dialogue? Oh, I've heard, I've, I've heard clients who've come to me who said they've done it in the past, but I don't know much about I've it. I've only ever seen it demonstrated once and it was amazing. 
Um, but I wondered whether, well, perhaps those that do know what voice dialogue is looks like and, and how they can do it, whether this is the opportunity to have a voice dialogue exchange with, with the fear voice. But that's kind of what I was imagining is that you have this conversation of, yes, but what about? Thank you for that fear. I'm, I'm grateful that you've flagged that one up. I'm going to have a look at that. I'm going to dig around and have a look at that. I don't feel I need to be concerned with that at the moment. Anything else I should be fearful of? Well, yes. What if these people do this, this, and this to you? Okay, I'll have a think about that. Thank you for that message. And it kind of dilutes the power. Now what's happening is you're working side by side. So instead of giving your power to the fear, you're actually utilizing that fear as self-empowerment instead of disempowerment. I love this. Fear was designed to protect, but don't let fear become the boss and let it rule you because it doesn't actually, it's not clever enough to know. No, but also don't let it be the enemy. You know, that's actually what I'm saying is let's not let it be the enemy. Let's recognize it's got an important role to play, but it's not about I'm feeling scared, therefore I'm not doing it. The statement is I'm feeling scared, but I want to use this scare, this feeling of fear to talk through or workshop through what the fear is and to dissipate it so that I can move forward. Yeah, and thank it and bless it for being there because yeah, it is, it is totally, trying, it is trying to serve you. But you just have to remember who's boss and who's holding the power with exactly this, with this exchange. And it's like how we've talked in other episodes, like the anger episode about you know if you're feeling a lot of anger, that's a really actually quite creative, healthy emotion you can take and channel into things. Angry people get stuff done. They fix stuff. They resolve stuff. They build empires. They do stuff out of this burning kind of fire that's inside them. And well, fear can be a massive motivator. Fear's the same. Yeah, can't it be? I mean, yeah. this is how. Um, athletes would channel fear and you know sports psychology would say you can't go out on stage as an actor or you can't go out into that diving board at the Olympics if you don't have a little bit of a fucking edge there sorry I just swore because I feel quite strong about this oh, about the edge you've been doing so good in I not have swearing been doing quite good haven't I okay blip small children cover ears but no I think that it does help in those sorts of situations in life sometimes when you really have to perform or bring out your best you don't want to just go out there feeling like you do on a Tuesday morning in your in your Uggs and your sweatpants walking well, around Well that's the house. not a stretch is it and the reason that we're wanting to you know, create new opportunities and new challenges and new experiences is for the expansion of self. And I, and it's to feel something that you've not felt before or to feel something that you've felt before and you want to feel more of it. So it's an expansion. So you have to feel the fear and do it anyway, but make it your friend, not your enemy. Do not use fear as an excuse to not do something unless... It is that real good gut fear that says, no, you need to say no to this. Yeah, That's a whole different thing that we're not talking about in this particular podcast. And healthy fear as well. Like I can think of two examples and how I talked to myself at the time. One was years ago I was given a three-minute spot on television and I hadn't done any television before and I just remember I was peeking it, as we say, in the car, like driving there, sweat running down the insides of my top, like just, you know, the full fight or flight, heart hammering, hands perspiring, mouth dry, pupils dilated, like it was just, I was pure fear, but it was such a healthy, exciting fear. I wasn't driving to the television studio because I didn't want to be there. I was driving because I really did want to go and experience it and push myself for my career and have that experience. And I just, you know, I had to say to myself, take deep breaths. You know, you're not going to die. It's very safe. It'll all be over soon. You know, childbirth is a similar thing. When you go into what's called transition, which is where you go from contractions to pushing, the body is flooded with a massive rush of adrenaline and you actually feel intense 
its fear for a moment and it's deliberately designed by the body so that you begin the pushing process to end it and get it done, get it out, finish the job. Because otherwise you might just lay around complacently forever. Okay, contractions. Well, they're not great, but I'm used to them. It's a comfort zone. I'll just do this for six hours or six years or whatever. So six years, maybe not. Um, And the third example I was going to say of healthy fear that you can really embrace and use and direct it's like going on a date, meeting, oh, meeting someone to use that one, for yeah. the first time. And I've been in that scenario. You're driving in the car. It might be someone you've already had some chats to on text or the phone, so you know them a little bit. You really quite like what you've been hearing. You're really nervous about finally doing the in-the-flesh thing. And often when I'm driving and I feel so sick in the stomach, I've barely been able to eat my meal before I've gone on the date, you know, I, and I'm thinking, why do I do this to myself? Why am I doing this? I just want to be back at home watching television. And then I'll say to myself, do you know what, Rebecca? one day you'll be lying on your deathbed and you'll think of all the times you could have gone out in life and embraced it and taken the bull by the horns and just had experiences for better or worse. And you're going to be so glad that you put yourself out there to grow yourself as a human. And that's the kind of cheerleader talk we need to give ourselves when fears come up and try to help us, but they're not really helping. They're just hindering a bit because we need to strive forth. And remembering your, your times that you've been afraid in the past and there was nothing to be afraid of. It went well. It went fantastic. You usually have those amazing... Every time. Exactly. Well, actually, just you talking about the, the time many years ago when you were driving to the television studio. Well, there's an example. I've got a record for today, tonight, this afternoon. That's a funny statement, isn't it? Today, yeah. tonight. Today. Today. Record today, tonight, today. And I'll go there. And of course, I'll have a tiny little bit of butterflies because I think that that nerves is good because you're on edge. You want to do a good job. It's part of your intent. Your intent creates the nerves. That's okay. But in comparison to the first time I did television where, like Beck, I was probably just about ready to vomit, that's just not there. So when you push through it once, you've then got to remember that you've done it and you've done it successfully and remind yourself of that because you've got this, you've done it before and you will be fine. But with the date thing, what you want to really watch is that that doesn't stop you. You know, it's when that voice says, but, you know, dating strangers is dangerous. I just read on the news yesterday that somebody was was bashed and murdered that met on a blind date. You know, you'll always find a statistic for something like that, but it's going to be like you've got more chance of falling out of the sky in an aeroplane. So you have to really look at researching your fears, really dig into what it is and see whether it's paranoia whether it's, it's real and designed to help you to prepare better or whether it is to give in as an easy way out of not having growth. I love this, Jo. I love this, this approach of just being just damn logical about it and just, <laughs> just being really black and white and logical about it. Um, and I might have referenced Michael Brown before. He's really cool. You should check him out online, The Presence Process, TPP. Um, Because he just basically says, it's this simple. Whatever you're feeling, don't try and push it down or ignore it or, you know, distract or deflect or run away and just sit there and allow it. Even if it's the most horrible, yucky, gross, awful feeling ever. Maybe it's tears pouring out of your eyes. Maybe you are having a panic attack. Maybe it's just whatever. You just sit with it like a friend, like Jane said. Make make friend with it and just, just sit with it with unconditional love and allow it to show up with no judgment and no immediate expectation or immediate you know, plan of what to do with it or it's got to be moved on or fixed or healed or done something with. 
just let it pass through you because it does. Nothing really sticks, particularly if you really get good at letting your emotions just flow through you. Fears will come, fears will go. When they're there, you thank them. Yeah, I feel it's a really... Well, they often do this in like meditations. They'll just say, as the thought appears, just say, I acknowledge that thought. That's interesting. Let it go. I love those words. That's interesting. (laughs) That's such a default for anything. That's interesting. Mm, That's cool, isn't it? Beautiful fence sitting. You're not buying into anything. You're just going, that's interesting. I observe. I let it go. Yeah, it's distancing yourself from it in that way too, which makes you a bit cooler about it, I think. Do we want to talk about ho ho oh, how do we pon, say this? Ho-wa-po-pon-a-pono. Ho-no-ho-pon... I can't say it. <laughs> no. Can I try? Ho-wa-pon-no-po. No, not even close. H-O-hyphen-O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Ho-wa-pon-a-pono. Is it Hawaiian? Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. We have touched on this once before in a podcast. Um, the... What are the four... What, it's a little short saying... That you say to yourself. In any order. In any order, in any situation. Can you remember what it is? I thank you. I forgive you. I, I honour you. I love you. I love you. And I'm sorry. Oh, it's the I'm sorry. See, look at that. I forget that one. Whoops. Well, we'll say it again, but this is the order I like to put it in. I'm sorry. I forgive you. I love you. I thank you. It's beautiful. And so basically... Again, this is just one of those bizarre things which has a really amazing, powerful, proven record. It's, it's, I forget the backstory. Some, it's to do with Hawaiian um, healing modalities. You use these four phrases verbally or inside your head whenever you're feeling a particular emotional block or you're feeling really stuck or you're feeling fearful or some very strong emotion that's making you feel uncomfortable, you just repeat on a record those four beautiful phrases over and over and it has some effect of neurally rewiring your pathways, I think, or just calming down your system. Um, There just seems to be such powerful, high vibrational words that absolutely kick whatever was floating around in your mind or your body instantly. It's so powerful. Do you want to say those four again? So it's... I would say, I am sorry, I forgive you, I love you, I thank you. I would go, I love you, I thank you, I forgive you, I am sorry. There you go. Isn't it interesting? We do a different order. I guess it depends on the scenario, doesn't it? So I had a beautiful client yesterday on the phone um, who's, you know, been trapped in a marriage for 10 years or a relationship for 10 years, children, and... She's known for years that it's not working and it's not going to work. And she's doing what so many of you guys listening and us and our people out there do in life, which is we feel deep down we know what needs to be done with something in our lives. We would much rather stay in the comfort zone of the routine than face the fears of actually changing change fear is change but what is life life is change life is constant motion so this is why getting to be good with addressing fear is a tool that you have to have as an adult human being because change is going to keep happening until you die and there will always be fears associated with things around you shifting and changing and even if you decide to stick your heels in and never never change for the rest of your life everyone and everything around you is going to continue to change A volcano could come and take your house away, you know, if you're going to be that stuck about it. (laughs) Maybe that's a bit radical. But 
I had a good chat with this lady yesterday just about the thing that most of us tend to forget, which is we tend to assume that on the other side of fear is something worse, but usually the spiritual truth of the situation is that what's on the other side of the fear is something better. Mm, and this ties into nice. our episode about that, you know, embrace your magnificence. When people, they actually know deep down that it's something inevitable. It's only a matter of time and it needs to happen. It needs to be done for your own soul and growth development. You are delaying the inevitable by staying in your comfort zone. You, you, your body and mind kind of trick you into thinking it's maybe better for you just to stay where you are because it's safer or it's calmer or it's better not to rock the boat. But actually it's stagnancy. It's an ongoing um, holding pattern of deadness and stagnancy, which will just go on and on and on and on and kill your joy and ultimately make you depressed and kill off your life force. This is where you can take the fear, you can use it to push to walk right through it, like walking through a blizzard, one foot in front of the other. You feel the fear, you do it anyway. You feel the fear, you keep going. You feel the fear. You literally do like the Maoris, like Rah! like the hucker. Like you just grab it. And, and I've done this driving when I've been in intense pits of fear in my life. You just scream as you drive and you just yell at the fear or yell with the fear. I feel it. I don't care. I'm going to do this anyway. Damn you. Like you just do it. You harness it and you do it and you push through to the other side. And on the other side is everything you've ever wanted. I love it. There's Warrior Woman back in full flight. Ah! For those of you that are not ready to be Warrior Women or men, just start small. Just start with that really small fear that says, um, I want to try a new recipe, but what if it doesn't work out and I've wasted $10 on the ingredients? Just try it. See what happens. And let's say you do waste your $10 and it doesn't work out. What really happens from that? Nothing's ever a waste. Do you actually then think, hang on, I actually didn't get it right this time, but I've realized I've misread the recipe. If I try it again, I reckon I've got it. So it actually gives you that permission to keep stepping forward. So just do your small steps, your baby steps, or be a warrior woman or warrior man if you wish, if, you've, if you're ready for it, absolutely go for it. But that is a bigger fear. The smaller fears is starting to gather the evidence that fear can work with you. But it's also about having the dialogue, the clarity of what that fear is. I'm worried that I haven't got $10 to waste. Mm. Okay, so let's really look at that. Mm. Okay, all right. Is it likely that you're going to be making something that's not edible, that you really can't eat, even if you just hide it with a bit of chili sauce or whatever? You can. So you can risk it. It's calculated risk. In fact, I think that's really what we're talking about is looking at your risk. The fear is giving you multiple scenarios to protect you and then you can make an educated, calculated decision on working with that fear. It's all about logic today. It's very not us, Jane. <laughs> oh, we must have some new body, some new um, spirit, guide spirit is, guides working with us. It's all black and white about stuff. I don't, oh, I don't know. It's kind of helped me. So small fears... Let's think of some more examples to help our listeners, Jane, before we finish off today, just mm -hmm. so people can perhaps relate if they haven't clicked so far. Well, a small fear can be about, okay, I've got something that I'm wanting to change in my life. I've done it 20 times before, but I always fail. And so the fear is, what are you going to bother doing that for? You're just going to fail again, and you know how that makes you feel, and you start beating up on yourself. Then listen to that fear and think, well, what is that? Yeah, I do always beat up on myself, but why don't I celebrate that I keep trying? 
Why don't I celebrate my persistence? Why don't I celebrate the fact that I can keep picking myself up and giving it another go instead of celebrating the failure? So there's the fear for you to flip on its head and look at, thank you for that fear. What can I do to combat that outcome? Yes. What can I do to not have that same outcome again? So even if I do fail in whatever is the perceived change I wish to make, what can I change about how I feel about the fact I didn't make the change? The fears I see the most in people, they're so subconscious, Jane. It's like, oh, no, I, I never go to that side of town after 5 o'clock at night. I just don't drive there. That's actually that, that's a fear that's actually, uh, you know, like boxes in your reality to a certain yeah. stunted growth, yeah. if you like. Or um, Well, that's like my men's only course that I've launched now, the online course for um, helping single men to attract more authentic, deeper relationships with women. And, you know, most of them are, are talking about their fear of, of women. You know, it's any statement where you go, all are, all women are, all men are, all jobs are, all bosses are, all family mm. members are. Generalisations. Generalisations. All roads are dangerous after 5pm. You know, whatever it is, any sweeping generalisation like that is usually an unfounded fear yeah. that needs to be really looked at. Fear is a healthy part of my growth. It is my friend. Jane and I are your friends too, and we love to hear from you. <laughs> that was said very cute. And we have a Facebook page. We do, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. And it's fun on there. Come and jump on if you haven't already and like us and follow the chats and the dialogue and send us your direct messages about topics for the show, um, topic, show ideas. Show ideas? Topic ideas for shows. Yes, all of that. Um, if you would like to see our full back catalogue of every single episode we've ever recorded, just jump onto lovelifeshow.com and you can also find where Jane and I offer our counselling services, life coaching, psychic readings, etc. And if you feel the need to donate to us, um, please do. We're not going to stop you. We have a button you can press <laughs> and drop the same amount of money as you'd pay for a cup of coffee or something that you might do in your average week, which means something to you. And if you've derived any value from today's show, we'd love to hear from you in that way too and, and to get your support. So until this time next week, have fun identifying what those little sneaky fears are that creep up and tap you on the shoulder in your everyday life and bopping them on the head. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.